This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Welcome to Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle. StrengthsFinder 2.0 is an analytical assessment created by Gallup Corporation, and many people today are using it to change their lives, improve their relationships, and enhance their work experience. This is the podcast where we explore using your natural talents and gifts in your personal and professional development. And now, here's your host, Rhonda Boyle. Hey, 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 everybody. You're listening to the Activate Your Strengths show, and I am your host, Rhonda Boyle. I am super excited to have you with us today as we talk about the movement that has taken Oklahoma City by storm, and that is StrengthsFinder. This is our debut show. I am super excited, but before we get started, I'd like to say hello to Mr. Jason Baffrey, who is in our master control room here at the Oklahoma Talking Company. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited about this, Rhonda. Me too. Are we ready to rock this thing? We are ready to rock. Awesome. All right. I am super excited to have as my first guest, Miss Andrea Choate. She has been a longtime strengths advocate and has been very successful in taking the results of her own talent test to new levels. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thanks for having me, Rhonda. Yeah, it's, this is kind of fun, isn't it? Right? It's super We're in the fun. studio. I know. So let's get started here by talking about your top five talent themes. Give us a rundown of your top five. My top five are focus, strategic, competition, activator, and communication. Wow. And just to op- update our audience, the Gallup StrengthsFinder assessment identifies 34 unique talents that we all have. The question is, in what order of dominance? So this means that Andrea is dominant in strategic, tell me again, focus, competition, activator and communication. Awesome. So here's the first question I want to ask you. When you discovered how StrengthsFinder, you know, about StrengthsFinder and what your first, your top talents were, what were your first aha moments? My first aha moment was definitely my competition because in everyday life, my entire household competes. So the story that we like to tell a lot is my husband and I, we race for everything. We race at on cue to get out of the car and see who gets their their cup filled first. And there's not ever really like you don't tell each other you're racing. You just kind of like it's eye contact and it's like, okay, I'm going to beat you to the register. And and our kids do it. We we where the parents at the baseball field that are, you know, hanging on the fence, where the people in the office that if someone says they've just sold 10 houses, we know we have to sell 12. And it's never really spoken in our house. We don't, it's just how we live. We're just competitors. We we compete for the best grilled chicken, the the most sold houses, the who can run the longest, you know, everything in our house is a race. So that was one of my aha moments that this this is just who I am, that I have been a competitor my whole life. I compete with my brothers. I compete with my siblings. I We're just competitors. Right, so. right. So StrengthsFinder really gave you a word that you could claim, so to speak, and not feel odd about it, right, wouldn't you say? Definitely. It gave me a very accurate vocabulary of how I could quickly explain who I was to someone else and how I could also identify with other people when they were speaking to me about who they were because they tell you very quickly who they are. Well, now, what are some of the things you were told as a kid when you were competitive? Like, did you get in trouble as a kid for competing a lot? 
Um, I will tell you that I didn't get in trouble so much as a kid for competing a lot because it was so encouraged. What I got in trouble for, not so much in trouble, but I was raised in a family where we were in a church environment a lot and I talked to everyone. Andrea, do you always have to talk? Andrea, do you always have to ask questions? Andrea, do you? And so I, I would say that I more was disciplined for my focus. You know, Andrea, can you can you stop doing that right now? No, because once I get on something, it's that's where I'm at. Right. And so, and, and talk. I would talk to anyone. I was the kid who would go from pew to pew to pew to pew talking to everyone. And then we would go to Sunday lunch and there was a little steakhouse in town where everybody went. And then I would go from table to table to table to table. <laughs> and I would stop and, and I have to know how everything works. So, you know, my dad would be walking me through somewhere and the guy for the vending machines would be loading up the Cokes and I would have to stop. And I needed to know how it worked so if I put my money into this where does the money go and how does the and my dad would be like for the love of all that's holy can we not (laughs) stop at everything and ask him how so no but you had to and so that would have been your strategic and your communication working and your focus you just hone in on something and you don't let it go until you're done or you feel satisfied right definitely so um yeah I think that we grow up feeling kind of odd or like uh you know, we're different. And we realize when we take this test that we are different, but it's okay that we're different, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so I think uh, what competitors probably get in trouble for as, as young children is that I'm better than you or I can beat you, you know, everybody that has a conversation. So I notice it with my children now, you know, one of them will say, oh, we're running a race today at school. And, you know, th- my second child will say, oh, well, I bet I run faster than you. You know, I beat you. Yes. You know, you know, I have more trophies than you. You know, so that would be the things that I think you would get in trouble for. So you think your kids probably have developed this comp- competitive I spirit too? I believe strongly that both of my boys are competitors. Sure. And you hear it in their language constantly. Right. Because the Strengths Finder is. Uh, the tool actually, uh, your your actual talents develop through your life as part of your environment, right? So you are, uh, they're innate in us. We, we receive all 34. You've got all 34. I have all 34. Jason over here has all 34 talents. But it's that dominance that matters and that dominance uh, has some type of environmental uh, influence. So because you are competi- a competitor, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, your husband also has competition, doesn't he? My husband he? is a competitor. Yes. So your kids are naturally growing up in a competitive environment and very likely will be uh, competitors. I do not have competition high. It's pretty low for me. I think like around number 26 out of 34. So I don't care who wins. I just want to have a good time. <laughs> That's the difference. So let me ask you, which do you have a favorite? I know we've talked a lot about competition, but do you have a favorite talent? Um, I think my favorite talent is focus because once I get on something, so I mean, we've been actively doing what we do now for about four and a half years. And I don't know how many times I've sat down at a table with someone and told them, you know, what we're doing and how we're developing it. And they they want to see results tomorrow. They want to know why it's not happening in 30 days. And so my focus allows me to say, you know what, things don't happen in 30 days. It might take it might take 10 years to build what we're building. And so my head's just always down building it. It allows me not to get distracted or discouraged by other people because this is my plan. So I share it and I invite people along the way and some some people stay and some people don't. And we just. Right. 
right there. We just keep going on our goal. So now that focus talent that you have uh, really means that you're very goal oriented. In fact, you must have clear, concise goals. What's happened to you in your life when you have not had goals? Um, a lot of time on the couch. I think like what what do you do when you don't have goals? Mm-hmm. You you don't do anything. You know you exist. I would call it existing. Right. So I think to have goals is to have life. Like you you have a purpose, right? What's your purpose if you don't have goals? I agree. I understand. So uh, let me ask you, you, do you combine, I know that we, we, every day, you know, we break apart the talents so that we can learn them, but the reality is, is that we never use them in isolation or very rarely. Are there uh, talents that you combine quite frequently, even maybe beyond your top five? I know that you've opened up all 34 of yours as I, as have I. What would you say on that? Um, I definitely think that I see my focus and discipline a lot together because I know if I have to get a job done, then it, it might mean midnight or it might mean four o'clock in the morning or it might mean me stepping out of my comfort zone and asking people to help so that I can get the job sure. done. But the job gets done. There is no, there's never an option for me not to get the job done. Um, and the job has to be done right. My discipline demands that it be done right. And that discipline talent is a very rare talent. You do realize that less than 5% of 12 million people who've taken the assessment have that in their top five. Now, it's not in your top five, but it's fairly close, if I recall. So, yes. So, uh, using that, you you have to create order out of everything, wherever you are. Which drives people insane around you. People don't (laughs) understand it. They don't understand why it's, you know, 10 o'clock and you... You have to. So how we use that in our world is my husband's a competitor, right? We have to win. And so that's how I communicate that when I need his help. You know, this is this is how we stay in first place because second place isn't an option. So mm-hmm. first place means midnight or it means it means asking people whatever it takes to get the job done. So Exactly. Exactly. Now, I know that you've really used this tool in your professional development. What did it take for you to understand it enough to be able to actually set out to apply it? Um, I think the the probably the largest aha for me when when I got into StrengthsFinder, which was in a book read on a drive to Milwaukee, all of a sudden everything started to align with business goals. Like this makes sense. I can put my business goals to work here. This is what I need to do, and how it 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 was so crystal clear that I needed to build a team around me that balanced those 34 strengths. So everywhere that I had tried to be by myself, so for years I've tried to be in all four quadrants, and you you burn out or you fall off or there's not enough hours in the day or you struggle to do things that you're just not good at, which leads to burnout. Um, so, so many times I've been in work environments where they, you know, they push different assessments um, that don't teach you your strengths they teach you your weakness and so all of a sudden this was saying this is where you're strong at Andrea go be strong here and then let's find where balances those other three quadrants Mm -hmm. and it has allowed us to quadruple business Um, it's allowed us to seamlessly do transactions occasionally we run into a toast hub but for the most part we're, we're a seamless 30-day transaction, and it, it gets us satisfied customers that come back or they refer. Um, right. It's just an easy way to build your business. Well, and that's because you've been able to use the, uh, the talent assessment and then find people to support you who have the talents that you don't. Or for me to support 
their talents. Exactly. Now, one thing that uh, we've talked about in the past is that our whole culture as society is really built on a weakness, fix your weakness model, I would say. It starts as early as when we were in school. And you mentioned earlier, you got in quite a bit of trouble with that that communication talent. And so uh, by focusing on your your strengths and really building there gives you an opportunity to grow stronger instead of weakness. How are you seeing your kids? Is that kind of frustrating because you still see your kids in the school system? They're in school uh, following that weakness, uh, fix your weaknesses model. Well, even now, I mean, as a parent active in the public school system, if you go to a parent teacher conference, the first 10 minutes of your parent teacher conference are going to be, you know, where your kid is weak at. And that's how they address it. You know, there's always that look on their face They're well, you know, your kid is not excelling in, which might be a very small area. And they, they very rarely tell you about the 93% where your kid is excelling. So is that mm-hmm. what my kid's hearing all day? Are they only focusing on the 6% where they're not super, super strong and they're probably not meant to be super strong? Mm. Um, why don't we turn our school system around where we have classrooms that encourage growth and development in the 96% where they're really strong, you know? Um, yeah, it's a model I don't know that we're quite prepared to switch out to. Um, just to remind everyone, there is a teen, or it's actually ages 10 to 14, uh, talent assessment for young people, and it's called Strengths Explorer, and you can find it at www.strengthsexplorer.com, also produced by the Gallup Corporation. And that gives parents the opportunity to really look at their children in how they are gifted and then encourage and develop Uh, those talents as they go along through life. It doesn't give them the same labels or terms. Have you done that test with some of your kids? We have done it with our Mm 13-year-old, and uh, definitely from a parent's perspective, it allows you to appreciate your child's strengths. So my 13-year-old would be considered a strong-willed child. He he is always, he's a woo boy. He -hmm. is always there to win everybody in the room over. Um, His mom is not a woo person, so sometimes I find myself like, oh, here he goes again. But he, he's always the entertainment and he is self-assurance all day long. He feels like his decisions are right. And so I think as a parent, we think, oh, he's making another one of those 13-year-old boy decisions. And um, we've really embraced in our home that we have to develop this because he's going to be making, he's going to have that same style of decision making at 26 and at 33. So we really just are trying to teach him skills to say, we know you feel right. We know that you, you're you owning every decision that you make right now. Let's ask some important questions. You know, is this a safe environment? Is this a great decision? Sure. Um, if my parents were to be reading this chapter in, in my book, would it be okay? Is this a decision that I want to live with? And so... He, we've given him some strong questions to ask, some some better questions before he just dives into what he feels is right. Yeah, it's a great opportunity, really, for parents to work on that development in uh, in their children and and recognize that, and put put positivity in their lives as opposed to always being hearing you know, always hearing negative and so forth. Now, uh, one thing we know about the talents is that there are 34 of them again, and you're you've. We've talked about mostly your top five and then discipline in number seven. So um, a lot of people believe that the bottom ones, their lesser talents, are their greatest weaknesses. But we know that's not true because those are the areas that we avoid using. We actually avoid using those lesser talents. And our weaknesses come from the top ones. 
actually. And each of these top talents has a deep need. And if it's not met, you get triggered and now you're in, in a weakness. So how has that changed your understanding really of uh, the way you function in the world? Obviously, I spend so much time on it that I would, if you're with me daily, I would tell you that we, I have focused so far down into my strengths that I would tell you that I've even developed, you know, my 30 through 34. I can, I can see it developed now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my 34 never triggers me into the basement, ever. Um, my competition triggers me into the basement. So if I'm sitting at a, at a desk in a real estate office and there are five agents beside me and all five of them have produced more than I have produced in- instinctively, I want to jump into what they're doing too. So if they're doing zip code to zip code real estate, I think, oh, that's where I need to be because I should be selling more than they're selling. And mm-hmm. it, it, it derails me and then I get off of my path. So I have to become very aware that that's not my race to run. My 34 never triggers that in me. My number three triggers that in me. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's just become, I have to put my blinders on. I have to, I have to constantly stay in check with my focus and say that, ask stronger questions. Is that where I'm supposed to be? You know, is this a part of my plan? Is this part of my daily goals? Is, does this bring me closer to a goal? Um, and I've recognized that I'm, I'm never allowed to sit at a desk in an office with six other agents because every time it triggers me into the basement. So when everybody says, why don't you ever hang out in the office? Well, because it's not a healthy environment for me. It may be a healthy environment for somebody else. It's not for me. I love going and saying hi and seeing everyone, but I have to go back and be my, by myself to work and stay on track and be productive. Mm-hmm. What an amazing tool that you can use that can develop you, both make you more powerful in your natural talents, and then start to recognize how you get triggered and then what that looks like so that you can start to manage it. It's pretty powerful. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Activate Your Strength Show, where we talk about the StrengthsFinder 2.0 assessment and how to apply it to your life. And back to Miss Andrea Choate. So let's talk about your activator. I have activator too, and I can tell you that gets me into a little bit of trouble because we leap before we look, don't we? I am. Um, I think if Activator had a hashtag and you're a married woman, it's my husband is a saint because I'm forever <laughs> into something. I'm like, if we're watching something or we go somewhere, I see it. I'm like, oh my gosh, we should do that. And he's like, yes, yes, honey, we yes, should. And I'm like, my no, husband today, would agree. today, yes. So he's forever. He he's learned to ask me powerful questions. You know, is this an important part of your plan? You know, and he calls it the splat. You know, you're yeah. you're about to splat. You're about yes. to jump and splat. Yes. So my husband has deliberative, and they are the risk managers of life. And I'm probably the riskiest thing he's ever been around because of my activator. We are always jumping in because we are we see opportunity, and we don't need to know the background. We just go for it. Um, but it I say we're fire starters. We're not always the ones that stand around to fan the fire. We just get them started, and That's then we right. look for other people to come in and take them over, uh, which is, you uh-huh. know, commonly described as they never finish anything. No, but we're excellent at starting. <laughs> like, so. Yes, that's true. We do start more things than we finish. Always. But we have to leave something for those restorative people to clean up. So I, that's, my, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So let me ask you, you know, we with StrengthsFinder, what we have the ability to do is create a common language so that we use certain words and they mean certain things. It really helps in identifying the talents of other people 
uh, doesn't it? So ha- tell me, and I don't want to use the word profiling, but I'm going to because normally that has a negative connotation. But in this case, it allows you to serve people if you understand something about who they are and you can identify that through talent. So tell me what that looks like. I think it almost makes you the the palm reader of your table if you're really into the study and, and you stay connected because when somebody speaks to you, you learn body language, you learn, you know, you're easily able to identify who somebody is by the words that come out of their mouth. Yes. And then when you kind of, the more you get into it, once you hear those words, you're able to very quickly identify their actions. So you know that if you're if you're dealing with a deliberative across the table, they and, and, and you make a couple of risky moves, they're already seeing what you might do here in just a minute to prevent the damage or the danger. Um, they're usually going to cross their arms yes. very quickly. Or they look over their <laughs> glasses at you, or they they always have a lot of eyebrow expression. We call those deliberals in our world. Um, and competitors, you know how to you know how to speak to a competitor because they might you know often I hear well second place is the first loser so immediately I think I'm dealing with a competitor so Mm -hmm. to be first on that board is very important to them so how can I how can I put something around you that ensures that you're going to be winning in your position because if you're not winning as a competitor you're you're losing you know and nobody wants to be a loser and you feel bad yeah you do it Mm -hmm. it kind of sinks you down so how, how do you thrive in that and even if someone hasn't taken the assessment if you can sit down with them for 10 minutes and listen to the words that come out of their mouth they'll tell you they will tell you what they are Um, As long as you understand this language, and it really is a language that takes time to learn. How long do you think it took you? Um, I'm still learning. I don't think you ever learn completely. Definitely. Every day I learn, I hang out with my group. And so I can go to my people that, that are stronger where I'm not and say, hey, you know, what does it look like or what does it sound like when, you know, this happens? Or, hey, tell me how you would how you would handle this. I did this this morning with the honey in the bathroom. I said, Hey, you know that I, I stepped in a hole and I need to know how, how would you handle this? How would you fix it? And she just said, go directly to him and, and just deal with it. You know, I think it makes you more aware. Wouldn't you say of how people operate? And then when you do trip up and fall into, we call it the outhouse because you've been triggered and you, you fall into a weakness uh, standpoint, then it helps you suspend judgment against yourself and it allows you to look for answers instead of beating yourself up. Would that be something that resonates with you? Definitely. And others. So as many outhouse days as I have, my husband has that same amount of outhouse days or my friends have that same amount of outhouse days. And it allows you to come to the table as who you are and love everyone around you. Yes. So where I felt you know, probably three years ago, I was very judgmental of people. Like I would be like, oh, well, you know, why don't you want to sell more? Or why don't you want to work more hours? Or, or why can't you see with your strategic? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. well, I'm laying everything out for you. Why do you not understand? Now I get that there are just people that don't see it. It doesn't matter if I color it with Sharpie marker, they're just not going to see it. I have to say, come with me, come with me and let's mm-hmm. do this for 30 days and it's going to click with you. But I understand now that no matter how many times I sit at the table and tell them, they don't they don't see through the words that I see through. Um so no, it just allows me to love people. It allows me to say, "Oh, that was, you know, 
Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Her, look, <laughs> look at her over there chatting it up. Her communication has gone awry. Or when I see often, you know, my husband and I, we shop a lot for what we do. And, you know, he has a kind of a specific style of furniture that he picks out. I have a specific style of furniture that I pick out. And we have a budget. So sometimes this runs into a problem, right? Because mm-hmm. I want what I want and he wants what he wants. And often in the showrooms, we will see other people that are shopping together so they may be buyers or husband and wife and the wife will just be like screaming at the husband and I'm like see honey that is what communication (laughs) in the outhouse looks like she doesn't feel heard yes and so she's she is screaming at him or we see one that's not speaking at all right she's complete cold shoulder she hasn't gotten what she wants and so she's like "Mm." completely shuts down shuts down no Mm -hmm. talking and so we this is how we roll through our day I'm like look there's a, another communication in the outhouse over there. You know, her, whoever it is, the other partner doesn't realize how important it was for them to be heard. So. Yeah. And you, you bring up the good point about the, the talents is that each one does have that deep, profound need. And all of us are just running around trying to get our needs met. And we also are all looking out of our own eyeballs. There's no way to get around looking out of your own eyeballs. So the needs and the triggers for you are going to be different than the needs and triggers of me or of your husband or of anyone else that you are come in contact with. So being able to readily identify uh, what a person needs, having this language, this common language, makes it a little bit easier, doesn't it? I can't see how it could make it any easier. Mm-hmm. I don't see how. It, and there's days that I just have to say I'm not 100%. I tell you all that. I tell my husband that. Hey, I'm just going to let you know I'm having a moment. <laughs> I am, uh, am going to talk myself through being triggered. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to need 45 minutes. So. Well, and I think it's because you've learned, you've really delved into this and you've done workshops and you've done, you know, a lot, a lot of the work that uh, we offer as at our company, but you've, you've done a lot to understand that. And I think that's one of the, the weaknesses of the test is that so many people take the test and then they don't do anything with it. That you have to dive into it with mm-hmm. the head first. Jump in. You can't just read the book and take the assessment and say this is my top five. Like you, you have to get in the community. That's where I learn the most from. So when you do a workshop, and you know, especially when the people that are in my blind spot get up in the front and they say, you know, this is what relator looks like. I'm surrounded by relators because it is such a a common theme and relators my 33 so I struggle with it and I struggle to understand I and I won't say struggle anymore I I feel like I I don't feel it but I feel like I understand it now Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you Andrea and it's a shame that so many people take the test and then don't do anything with it because it is so powerful. So uh, before we close here, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find you. I know that there'll be some people who want to look Andrea Choate up. So tell us where we can find you. I would love for anybody to look us up. I am Andrea Choate. I am an agent now with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we also run a division of Living in the 405. You can visit us at livingin'the405.com, on Twitter at livingin'the405, or Facebook at Andrea Lara Choate. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And if you would like to take the StrengthsFinder assessment, again, you can go to www.gallopstrengthscenter.com for $9.99 to get started. And if you would like to find me at Activate Your Strengths, we are activateyourstrengths.com. We offer free workshops uh, multiple times in the Oklahoma City area a month. And we also have a monthly meetup 
the second Monday of every month. And we'd love to see you there. It's a fun social event. And so we would like to help you get more out of your assessment, and we invite you to join us. And so that's it for our first episode of the Activate Your Strength show with Rhonda Boyle, and we thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Activate Your Strengths with Rhonda Boyle is a presentation of Oklahoma Talking Company. Learn more and listen to other great programs at oklahomatalking.co. This has been a production of Destiny Creative.